Thank you for coming. If you um, haven't had a chance to put your water image, if you brought one into the middle, please, please do that now. Let's consider water as a poem. And since we are mostly water, let's consider ourselves as poems during this time. Poems can be thought of as combining three elements. Just one way to think about poems. Idea, a word, sound, an image. And so first, let's start with idea. And I want to read saying eight from the Tao. The supreme good is like water, which nourishes all things without trying to. It is content with the low places that people disdain. Thus, it is like the Tao. In dwelling, live close to the ground. In thinking, keep to the simple. In conflict, be fair and generous. In governing, don't try to control. In work, do what you enjoy. In family life, be completely present. When you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everybody will respect you. I'm going to read a poem of mine as a counterpoint or paradoxical poem to that. Psalm at High Tide. Rain on the river's vinyl surface, water that glitters, water that hardly moves, its branches witness to trees, to fronds, leaves, crab floats, pilings, shopping carts, appliances. The divine earth takes everything in its wounded side and gives back wholeness. It bears the huddled profane and endures the soaking venerated in its wild swirls. This river fixed with wooden weirs, radiant in misshapen glory. Except for our bodies, there's no water in the chapel. 
So as we move toward thinking about water as sound, let's first consider water's absence and its myriad of absences across the globe for a few minutes. The last time you put your hand out expecting water and there was none. The last time you visited a place, a riverbed, a pool, you expected water and there was none. The last time you heard or saw an image of someone for whom that experience was life-threatening, the absence of water. And now through sound, please let the many forms and manifestations of water that you'll hear suggest your own many forms and manifestations.
Let's take a few minutes to add some more words to the word part of the poem. Um, if uh, whatever came up for you while you were listening to all the water, water sounds. And there's a, there's a mic so that everybody can, can hear what you have to say. to contrasting ideas, health and disease. Like her, words that contrast each other, noisy and musical. Familiar and obscure. A sense of calmness and a sense of power. Feeling soothed and also feeling fear. Um, I guess I was thinking of how like water really only sounds like the objects that it contacts and it's like a voice that can only speak of the things like surrounding itself and never referring to itself. Hmm. When the toilet flushed at the end, you know, it was those old, you know, what do you call those in the tanks at the top? and? and they take forever to fill up. Um, I was thinking how when I travel, most of the time I have no idea how the water systems work where I am. You know, I just, I really am kind of um, unconscious about that. Um, and that, it, that struck me listening to this, which for me is kind of a funny sound, also as a kind of poverty that I don't, um, I haven't always taken the time to understand um, what I'm given in different places when I'm, I'm able to, to have uh, um, useful water. There's a process when you meditate that's called induction, and one of the ways that you get yourself into induction is like 
with water, thinking of water rising and completely being submerged mm -hmm. under the water. So when there was the soothing sound, I felt like I'm getting myself in this very soothing water. And then the other noises that <laughs> weren't so pleasing was, and that was the contemplative or like the disturbing all at once. And um, definitely had those two feelings with the, with what water can do, it could be very sedative or it could be very disturbing mm -hmm. if it's raining like this. So that was my experience. I was thinking of water as both transparent and completely reflective, as mirror and as window. I got to thinking of climate refugees <clears throat> from those that don't have water and those that have too much water. I think of water as the, the ultimate in paradox, the way I think about poetry as the, the, um, the receptacle of ultimate paradox. And it's, as you said, life-giving and, uh, and destructive elements. And water seems indifferent um, in the sense of uh, unbiased, right? So that I'm looking at the plastic. One, you know, those little, seeing one of those little water bottles has been, fa you know, a fabulous <laughs> experience for me if, you know, if I've been um, without water and I'm very thirsty and then very often I look at them and they just represent um, the tragic loss of marine life. Um, and it's, you know, it's the same bottle. It's the same water. I suppose that's what makes it an element, right? That same can be true of fire, the same can be true of, of dirt. Um, the same can be true of air.
So for the image part of our, uh, of our meditation, if we could incorporate some walking into that very, very slowly, um, walk around the circle, take a look at the pictures, um, and in some cases, objects that people have brought, and we'll say that will take us 10 minutes or so, and then we'll meet outside at the pool, and I'll read you a closing, a closing poem. <laughs> 